we have certain traditions, certain things that we do, uh, certain programs that we watch, certain movies that we watch every year. Um, I had movies that I watched as a kid. Now my kids have movies that they watch, and they're really not too interested in the movies that I grew up on. They have their own, like uh, uh, Jingle All the Way. You know that one? Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be back. Okay, I'm not an actor. Uh, and then, of course, Home Alone. Anybody know Home Alone? A little, a little brat. Uh, and then there's, of course, um, uh, Tim Allen. Anybody know Tim Allen? And uh, yes, that's right, Santa Claus. And then he just he couldn't stop making those movies. But that's part of the repertoire at our place uh, over the Christmas season. When I was growing up, when I was a boy, uh, we watched. Um, we watched The Christmas Carol. Anybody remember The Christmas Carol? Dickens' Christmas Carol? And you know that there's different versions of that. There's one with George Scott, which is not bad, but the one I really like was from the 1930s, the black and white. You know what I'm talking about? Some of us who are in our 60s and 70s, we remember that. Uh, <laughs> that's the movies we watch. And then, of course, the other one that I mentioned last week is White Christmas. And uh, you'll remember that last uh, week I said that the, that the song White Christmas was the single best-selling uh, song of all time, uh, I, I, I researched it, and somewhere between 50 and 100 million copies of that one song sold. So it, it far and away beats every song that was ever written. Um, there's something special about that song. Eight lines, eight lines in that in that song, and uh, and here's here's how it, they go. And if you want to sing along with me, no, don't don't sing, please. I want to sing. I'm, no, I'm not going to sing it. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, just like the ones I used to know. You know the song, right? Where the treetops glisten and the children listen to sleigh bells in the snow. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas with every Christmas card I write. May your days be merry and bright, and may all your Christmases be white. That's it. 100 million songs. Wow. What is it about that song that, that touches us? Well, I believe that uh, it can be summed up like this. It speaks of an innocent time, a time of simplicity, a time when everything is okay, a time when things were not so difficult. The movie starts with with soldiers away from home on Christmas Day. They're sitting there thinking back to the times when they were children, maybe loved ones left behind. They're sitting there listening to Bing Crosby sing that song, I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. And something moves in, in our hearts, and you quickly recognize that this is probably the most sentimental song ever written. Not a lot of substance to it, and yet it strikes a chord. I believe it's, it speaks of an innocence, of a simpler time. When I was a child, my, my uncles would talk about the war, and uh, that movie seemed to trigger the memories. And so, for me personally, it takes me back to my childhood, again, to simpler days, innocent days, when things were okay and nothing seemed to be wrong. 
Do you remember that time or a time like that in your life when things were simple? Do you remember your childhood when there were no problems, there were no struggles, there were no difficulties, all was well? I'm here to tell you today that God wants to bring us back to that place, that place of innocence, of simplicity, that place when everything is pure as snow, as it were. In fact, this is really what Christmas is all about. And so I pick up on that last line, and may all your Christmases be white. The good news of Christianity, the good news of the Gospel, the good news of the New Testament, the good news of Christmas is this, is that Jesus Christ wants to invade your life and bring light to the dark places in your own heart. God loves you. This is really what Christmas is all about. I'd like us to look at this passage of Scripture found in Luke chapter 1, verses 77 to 79. And it begins like this. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. These words are, are part of the last part of Zechariah's prophecy. Some of us don't know who Zechariah is, but the fact of the matter is, folks, Zechariah is very much part of the Christmas story, but we just don't hear much of it. Zechariah is the father of that other famous baby born around, around the time that Jesus was born. What was his name? Anybody know? John the Baptist, that's right. Now, we celebrate Christmas. We don't often talk about John the Baptist, but the fact of the matter is, is that John the Baptist was an important part of the Christmas story. Because he was the one that was prophesied about, that he would go and prepare the way for Jesus Christ. And so here's what, here's what happens after John the Baptist is born. Zechariah, who at first did not believe that what God said, didn't really believe that his wife, who was older in years, would be able to have a child. He, uh, he was struck dumb. He couldn't talk until the baby was born, until it came time to name that child. And when he said his name will be John, he held that child in his arms and he began to prophesy. And he said to that little child, you will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. You see, here's, here's the greatest thing that can happen for any one of us, and that is that our sins be forgiven. This is the greatest Christmas gift of all times. The psalmist said, blessed is the man whose sins have been forgiven. This morning, you may be sitting here and you've experienced darkness in your life. You've experienced, maybe right now, you feel like you are literally have a a dark cloud over your head. You just feel like life is not good. Maybe you're here today and you have just experienced some real darkness, some real blackness in your life. And there's nothing that you would love more than just if God could just somehow magically wave his magic wand and just drop a fine blanket of white snow over your life and make everything good again. What if I could tell you that that really could happen? 
and that God doesn't need to wave a magic wand, that he already has taken care of this, and that all you have to do is accept this free gift? Because, my friends, this is exactly what Christmas is all about. Look what it says here. Again, Zechariah is prophesying about Jesus Christ and about the work that Jesus will do. And look what it says. Because of God's tender mercy. Now look at... <laughs> there's no footnotes in my Bible that, say, that, that, that qualifies this statement. There's nothing in my Bible that says God's tender mercy is only for those who are good and don't ever make a mistake. It doesn't say that God's tender mercy only applies to those who always get it right and never fail, never sin, never make a mistake. No, it doesn't say that at all. It says, because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us in the path of peace. God knows who you are. He knows your weakness. He knows your capacity for darkness and for sin. He knows our condition. He knows that we are a people. And I love the, the imagery here. For those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. Is that you today? Is your, is your own heart right now feeling as though it's in the shadow of death? You've gone through some real difficult times these last few days, last few weeks, maybe last few months. This is for you. God wants to break through the darkness and bring his light to your broken and hurting heart because he loves you, because of his tender mercy. Some of us have grown up with the idea that God is some kind of a mean old judge with a with a stick ready to smack us, beat us when we get it wrong. My friends, if you have that idea of who God is, you don't know God. This is not who God is. God is a loving, compassionate Father who desperately wants you to experience the light of Jesus Christ in your life. He knows. He knows about the darkness. He knows about the shadow of death that you're experiencing right now. He knows about your temptation. He knows about your struggle. He knows about your physical condition and the pain that you are experiencing even now as we speak. Even now, he knows about the questions that you have in your mind and you're asking, why God? Why am I experiencing this? Why do I have to go through this? Why am I alone? What is it all about? God knows all about this. And you know what? He's waiting right now, waiting for you to... Open your heart to his light that will shine into your heart and give you, what does it say here? Peace. God knows your condition. I'm going to tell you this. Christmas is meaningless unless you understand why it came into being in the first place. Zechariah understood. He understood that what God wants to do more than anything is he wants to break into your darkness, into the shadows of death that are in your life right now, and he wants his light to shine brightly. And if you don't understand that, you don't understand what Christmas is about. Has anybody ever heard of Dave Barry? He's a columnist for, he was a columnist for the Chicago um, Tribune. And listen to what he says. This is interesting. He says, to avoid offending anybody, 
The school dropped religion altogether and started singing about the weather. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We don't want to offend anybody. We'll start singing about the weather. And Dave Barry goes on to say this. At my son's school, they now hold the winter program in February and sing increasingly non-memorable songs like Winter Wonderland and Frosty the Snowman. And this is a real song, he says, and Susie the Snowflake. All of which is pretty funny to me, Dave Barry says, because we live in Miami. Dave Barry goes on to say this, a visitor from another planet would assume that these children singing these songs belong to the Church of Meteorology. I thought that was good. What's it all about? I'll tell you what it's about. Christmas is about a God who understands the darkness in our own soul. Christmas is about a God who understands that we live in the shadow of of death, and it's about a God who wants to bring you out of the darkness. That's what Christmas is about. If you don't understand that, then you don't understand why it is that the secular world is so opposed to, to Christmas. Why the battles over the manger scene? Anybody wonder about that? I mean, really, what is so harmless about an image or a, a statue of Joseph and Mary and the baby? What could be so offensive about that? It's because of of what it represents. It represents light coming into this dark world. And I want to tell you, many people cannot articulate it. They don't, maybe not able to explain it, but the the fact of the matter is, is that something within them says, no, we can't have this. I don't know why, but we can't have it. At Sarah's school, my daughter's school, they were singing songs about some East Indian goddess for Christmas. You could sing a song about East Indian goddesses. You could sing songs about Frosty the Snowman and Susie Snowflake and, and anything else, but just don't mention Jesus. Why do you think that is? I'll tell you why. Jesus tells us why. In John chapter 3, verses 19 to 20, here's what, here's what Jesus says. He says, God's light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than the light. Do you get this? People love the darkness more than the light, Jesus says, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear that their sins will be exposed. Now here's the thing. Christmas is all about the light breaking into our dark world, exposing our sins so that we can come before God and say, God, I am sorry for my sin. Please forgive me my sin. Christmas is all about having the the slate white clean, so that you can have a white Christmas. This is what Christmas is all about. God understands our struggle, and God understands how much we need Jesus to bring light to our dark hearts. I'm going to tell you this. As long as you're on this earth, this is going to be a struggle that every one of us is going to face. This is the struggle that all of us are going to face, and that is this, living in the light, allowing Jesus to guide us to the path of peace. That's what it's about. Even the mighty Apostle Paul, who all of us would probably agree would be one of the greatest Christians of all time, listen to to the language that he uses when he talks to other Christians. He says in 2 Corinthians 1.8, 
and that's, uh, that's a letter to the people who live in Corinth. He says, we face trials far beyond our ability to endure. Is that you today? You're facing a trial right now that's far beyond anything that you can endure? Guess what? You're not the only one. And the answer right now is not to run into the shadows, not to run into the darkness, not to run into the shadow of death, but to run to Jesus, who is the light. Run to Him. Paul says we're facing trials beyond anything we can endure. But praise be to God, there's somebody greater than all my trials, all my troubles, all my tribulations, all my temptations, all my hurt, all my pain. And it's Jesus. Paul says, and again, 2 Corinthians 1.10, quote, God has delivered us and will continue to deliver us. So many of us have this strange idea that when we come to Christ, boom, everything's all cleaned up, everything's perfect, no more problems ever again, right? Wrong. As long as you're on this earth, my friends, this earth, this place where the prince of darkness has temporary reign, you're going to experience problems and heartaches. And the way that you're going to overcome is by running to the God who understands the problems and the darkness that you're facing. And God's solution is always the same. It's Jesus. Again, Paul says to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 2.14, listen to these words. He says, Now thanks be to God who causes us to triumph in Christ. Now, I can stand up here, folks, and I can give you all kinds of solutions to the problems that you're having. But at the end of the day, there's only one final solution to your problem, and that's Jesus. You need to sidle up beside Jesus. You need to stay in his presence. You need to stay in his shadow and allow him to bring light to your heart and to your dark situation. I'm going to tell you this. There's no condemnation. There's no condemnation, only love. In just uh, a few moments, I'm going to be inviting you to come here and let me pray for you, to anoint you with oil. Whatever you're going through, I want you to know that Jesus is here today and he wants to minister to you. And I want to pray for you this morning. And some of you are going to think, you know, I sure can't, I don't want to stand up in front of anybody because what will people think if I go forward? They're They're going to think there's something really wicked and evil in me. Can I just say this to everybody today? There's not a person here today who's not experienced darkness, who's not experienced the valley of the shadow of death. There's nobody here today who can say that they don't know what it's like to sit in darkness. The reason I can preach this message with such conviction is because I personally know firsthand what it is to experience darkness in my life. Do you understand that today? There's no one here today who can say, I don't need the light, and I don't need an extra dosage of the light. You need Jesus. And right now, whatever it is that you're experiencing in your life, I want you to know that Jesus is here to minister to your heart. God knows the condition of darkness that threatens our hearts. And that's why he sent his own son, Jesus Christ, to be the light. Ah. Because, God's, because of God's tender mercy, the morning light. Read that with me. The morning light. Uh, hello, can you read it with me? The morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness 
and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. My friends, this is what Christmas is all about. It's about Jesus who came full of light. I read an interesting uh, report. Anybody ever heard of the Wright brothers? They're famous for what? For flying! That's right. They're the first ones that ever flew. And, uh, and just before Christmas in 1903, December 1903, they finally, these brothers finally got this plane up and off the ground and it flew a staggering 120 feet. <laughs> okay, so look, it wasn't miles, but it was 120 feet and no human being had ever done that ever before. They knew that they were onto something. They knew that they were on the right track. And so you know what they did? They immediately, they sent a telegram to their sister Catherine. And this is what they said, quote, remember, the telegram is very expensive, so just a few words. They said, we have actually flown 120 feet. We'll be home for Christmas. And that was what they sent to Catherine. Catherine got the note. She saw it. This is fantastic. And she ran to the local newspaper editor with the telegram and stuck it in his face and see, and said, look at my brothers. Look what's happening with my brothers. And the editor looked at the note and said, ah, oh, your brother's going to be home for Christmas. Wonderful. He completely missed the fact that human beings had flown for the first time ever in the history of humanity. Can I just tell you this about Christmas for so many people? Is that they celebrate it they put up a tree every year. They sing the Christmas carols. They even go to church and hold a candle on Christmas Eve. They go through the motions. They hang the stockings. They talk to their children. They even set up manger scenes. And yet they don't get what it's really all about. My friends, I want you to know something today. Christmas is not about Santa Claus. How many know that today? I know that some people are really disappointed. I'm sorry to break that to you. It's not about Christmas trees or decorations. Although they're pretty and they're nice. And Santa Claus, based on St. Nicholas, great man did great things. It's not about presents, although the wise men brought presents to Jesus. Wonderful. But that's not what it's all about. Christmas is about the light breaking into the darkness. And I, my heart would be broken today if anyone left here with darkness still in their soul, with darkness in your mind, with darkness in your physical body. Because Jesus is here today to minister light, his white, bright, dazzling light to your heart and to your soul and to your mind and to your body. God wants to touch you. He wants to change you. He wants to set you free. He wants to give you a fresh start today. I know some of you are sitting here saying, Pastor, you're, you're cutting awful close to the bone here. I mean, I don't know if I want to... Do you really have to be so personal? I've got to tell you, my friends, this is what the gospel does. It transforms us. It changes us. You know, one of the things that uh, a lot of people don't get when it comes to the Christmas story is that Christmas really is all about a cosmic battle. Oh, Pastor, where are you going with this one? Yeah, it is. It's about a cosmic battle that's happening in the heavenly places. Did you know that? 
in a realm that you cannot see with your eyes, with your physical eyes. The, the battle, my friends, is for your soul and for your mind and for your heart. I want you to know today there's somebody who hates your guts and wants to see you destroyed. There's somebody who wants to drag you with him to the pits of hell, and his name is Satan. There's nothing he wants more than to try to distinguish, extinguish the light. That's what Satan wants to do. And so we read in John chapter 1, the apostle, the evangelist John writes this, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Can I read that to you again? Because it actually sounds fairly harmless and, you know, it's a nice verse, but doesn't sound that dramatic. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. This verse is probably one of the most violent verses in the Scripture. Because it speaks about a battle between darkness and light. And the Bible is clear today that darkness cannot and has not and will never overcome the light. The battle for your soul, the battle for your mind and your heart is being waged right now in a realm that you cannot see. But I can guarantee you that it's happening right now. There's a major battle going on, and it's for you. And Jesus is calling you to invite him in and allow his light to invade your dark heart. This is what Christmas is about. You know what? We talk about Christmas and the Christmas story, and oh, it's all the baby Jesus, the infant baby Jesus, so innocent and sweet, and Virgin Mary so young and innocent, and Joseph such a good man just going along with the whole thing. And the, and the, and the Magi, the wise men, Oh, wow, isn't that neat? They've come from a far land to give presents to the baby Jesus. Oh, it's such a lovely, sweet story, isn't it? And the, and the cattle are... Whatever that means. And the, the sheep are... Uh, what do they do? They... Uh, it's a sweet, beautiful story, isn't it? And we get our children to act it out at Christmas time because it's... It's such a sweet and beautiful story. But my friends, we don't tell the full story of Christmas because it's far too violent. If you read the Bible and you read the Christmas story, you know what you discover? There's a lot of death and a lot of crying taking place. Because when Jesus was born, Satan tried to wipe him out. And we read that in Matthew chapter 2, verse 16. Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. And he sent soldiers, listen to this, he sent soldiers to Bethlehem to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. You don't hear that at Christmas time. And you won't see that in the Christmas pageant. Can you imagine the little boy coming home from study school and saying, Mom, Mom, guess what? I get to be one of the soldiers that chops babies' heads off. But that's the Christmas story. The darkness trying to overcome and destroy the light. There's a battle going on for you right now. And today may, be, may very well be the last opportunity that you have to let the light into your life. There's a battle going on, my friends. It's a battle between the light and the darkness. And we know 
that the light wins every time. Will you let the light into your life? Will you allow Jesus to minister to your heart this morning? This morning when I gave the call, I think I had almost every single person find their way up here to the front to say, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. I want the light to penetrate my heart. I want to tell you this today. Here's what Jesus said. John 12, 46. I've come as a light to shine in the dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. Jesus came to bring light. John 8, 12. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you have the light that leads to life. This is exactly what Zechariah was saying. And to guide us to the path of peace. Look, if Jesus, if God thought we needed more information, he would have sent us an educator. If he thought what we needed was more technology, he would have sent us a scientist. If he thought that what we needed was more money, he would have sent us an economist. If he thought we needed pleasure, he would have sent us an entertainer. But he knew that we needed forgiveness. We needed freedom from the darkness. And so he sent us a Savior. This is what it's all about. I'm going to ask the band to come right now. And I'd like everyone just to bow your, bow your heads, close your eyes. And this morning, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond to the light. I have a, a bottle of anointing all that I like to just anoint you with. And with that... With that, 